Hi, everybody. Um, wait, how do you say hi in Japanese again? <laughs> Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to I, I Have a Strange, strange story, story Podcast. Yay. We're mm-hmm. coming to you from Okinawa. Okinawa. What is, how does mom say it? I don't know. Okinawa? <laughs> Okinawa. <laughs> uh, basically the uh, little island off of Japan, off yeah. of the big island. So when you're listening to this, you won't even be um, a little like sprinkle in our eyes, sparkle in our eyes, because oh we're going to be having fun. What? What does that mean? <laughs> we won't be thinking about anybody. Oh, gotcha. Because we'll be like on the beach or in a cave. Or mm-hmm. snorkeling or paddleboarding. Wait, no. We're basically we're basically gonna be having a lot more fun than you. Yeah. Let's be, just face it. It's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um so anyways, thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be thinking of you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um so do you have any announcements today, Rebecca? I I just don't. I got nothing. You got nothing. You got anything? Um, nope. Just that we're in Okinawa. We're having the time of our lives. I think that's all I've got. I'm Rebecca, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm Lindsay. Oh, yeah. This is the podcast where we retell people's strange and paranormal experiences. Yeah. Here's my... I have an update. I have on red lipstick today, and people go fucking nuts, and it drives me crazy. It's because it's pretty. They're like, red lipstick! It makes me not want to wear it anymore. Someone was like, oh, that looks really nice. They were like, you should wear that. And I said, I am. Like, that's that's not the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. That's kind of a stupid thing to say. You should wear it. Uh, thanks. Oh, cool. Because it's on my face right now. Cool, guys. God, I'm yeah. grumpy. Ooh. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, then I guess we'll tell our stories. Let's do it. I've got a story from Charlie. Charlie? Charlie. Charlie <laughs> bit my finger. Yeah. Charlie's awesome. He, <laughs> hey. By the way, Charlie is Light Tree. Yeah. He gave us that awesome review. Yeah, it was very nice. And Thank then, you, Charlie. You know, I'm going to always say your name like Charlie. Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to read his story today on episode 32. Yeah. So um, Charlie's story comes to us whenever he was like 21. He was a security guard um, and he's living in Michigan. So um, it's kind of... Uh, There's a lot of pieces to all of this for us to dissect later. Um, But so Charlie's cousin, Shelby, she had an inoperable brain tumor, which is very unfortunate. And her fiance uh, would come visit her in the hospital. And sometimes he would stay with Charlie um, because he wouldn't want to drive all the way back home. I think it was like a 60 mile drive. So he would stay at Charlie's house afterwards if he didn't have to work the next day. Um, So at this point, Charlie was a security guard, and he had been tasked with guarding the Zilwaukee Bridge, which whenever it was being built at this time, um, the pillars like sank into the ground and the whole bridge cracked while they were building it. Oh, shit. And Yeah, apparently it was a really big like debacle. And so the security company was hired to go out there and guard the bridge to prevent a lot of people going out on it and, you know, messing around or taking pictures or whatever. Um, so sometimes his um, 
friend who is the fiance of his cousin, his name is George. Uh, George would go out there with him and they would just kind of sit around, shoot the shit, um, talk about life. And they would also sometimes climb over the scaffolding. It's about 150 feet up. Um, and they would climb up to the partially completed bridge and they would just sit out there. And so like they would look at the the landscape, they'd look at the stars. It was really beautiful. And he also said that at one point it was alleged that the swamp that was below them was a uh, Native American burial ground. So I did some research and I couldn't really find anything that talked about that. Um, but I'll, I'll talk more about that later. So they would climb the scaffolding, watch the stars and the moon. Um, and then there was one night that they went out there and he said it was a very cold night and it typically wasn't this cold. He said when he left, he checked out the temperature and it was like 40 degrees. But once he got out there, it felt a lot worse. And like, same, same. Like I know when that happens, it's awful here in Texas. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he and George, you know, climbed over the top of the scaffolding, went over to the edge and, um, they were just standing there in silence, just watching everything. And he said, all of a sudden, George fell to his stomach and he couldn't move. And, um, he just kept repeating over and over again, I need to go. Oh no. Um, so he crawled over the scaffolding, like fucking creepy, right? Mm-mm. He, he crawled kind of through his body over the scaffolding and went down and um, Charlie followed him. And when they got to the bottom, you know, he kept questioning him, like, what was going on? Why was he acting this way? He was so surprised because he said that George, like, never showed any signs of fear. He said he was, like, one of the bravest guys he'd ever met. And he was really taken back by it. Um, and, it, and George just got in the car and he just drove off. There was no explanation for what Charlie had witnessed. Did he leave Charlie there? He did. Um, we'll also keep in mind that Charlie's working, so Charlie that's may true. not have been able to leave, but it's still pretty fucking Makes creepy, sense. man. Yeah, I'd yeah, be really weird. upset. Maybe I'm kind of crazy. I mean, I'm a white girl. I'd be like, you talk to me! <laughs> like, I think I would have been texting. <laughs> I don't know. May have even called. Um, so Charlie said he went and climbed back over a few times and just kept looking around to try to figure out what in the world had happened. Why was George so upset? He never saw anything... Um, so he went back to his car and he just started reading a book to pass the time. Um, and he said all of a sudden, um, about an hour later, he felt what he described as an icy hand of evil that clutched his heart. Ooh, no. Uh huh. Um, and he said that it was pure evil and that pure evil started to fill his truck and he was absolutely paralyzed. He couldn't speak. He couldn't move. And he says that he could like barely breathe. Oh my God, Charlie. I know. Did you hear how nice that sounded? The turning of the page. <laughs> it's like old school. Hmm. Um, so he just kept expecting something awful to happen. He like expected a fucking demon to pop out or something or like the devil. Um, and he said that he just began praying and like begging for his fucking life. He was um, begging for Christ's power to save him which he said is what he was taught to do whenever he was a kid. So it's, it's what he like resorted to. And finally he pulled a sleeping bag over his head, which makes sense mm-hmm. and requested for God to save him. Nice. Um, so putting your head under the covers, classic move, Charlie. Yes. <laughs> it saves lives. Um, so then he just waited shaking for the next shift to show up and relieve him. Um, so he waited there for hours, terrified 
So he got back to his house and George wasn't there. And you know, George usually only went with him whenever he was going to be staying the night. Um, so he'd also found out that Shelby died that night. Oh no. So George didn't stay and George had gone home. Um, so about a week after the funeral, they were at his house. They were at Charlie's house and George opened up to him and asked him if he remembered the time that, you know, he got really scared when they were out on the bridge. And of course, Charlie remembered. Um, and he said to him that while he was standing there, he heard Shelby yell out of the darkness, jump and come be with me. Oh my God. And he said, I got, that, I'm fucking covered in goosebumps right now. <laughs> he said that he wanted to jump and that he oh. almost did jump and he was fighting the urge and he had thrown his body down on the ground to prevent himself from being thrown off the bridge or jumping off the bridge. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So there's several things going on. So that's where the story ends. Um, that's what had happened. But so, you know, Charlie had said something about the native um, American burial ground. I couldn't find any information on that. Now, the thing with this bridge, though, the Zilwaukee Bridge, it has been rebuilt and like collapsed several times. And the construction always takes a, a absorbent, absorbent. Well, wait, what is the word? You're right. Absorbent. Ah, absorbent. Hmm. You did good. Thank you. Big amount one. of time. And um, they're usually way over budget, like millions and millions of dollars over budget. Um, but there's been a lot of complications with this bridge that I could find. Um, but there's, I didn't find any theories about why or what could be leading to it. There were a lot of Native American tribes in this area for sure. Um, but I couldn't find anything about any burial grounds besides one was moved and it was done in a very unthoughtful way and left a lot of body or a lot of bones and everything. Um, what else is there? So then it, you know, there's a couple of things. So she had died that night, but Charlie felt evil. And I'm pretty sure Shelby wouldn't have told someone to commit suicide. Like that's crazy. Um, I don't, yeah. Yeah. He had also said that Shelby and George hadn't known each other very long. It was only a few months and they got engaged. She got diagnosed and that this, um, that George stayed by her side the entire time. Oh, George, um, you know, I know what a sweet man. They hadn't been together very long. And then, so then it makes me think of like a siren. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I don't know Luring if George was a sailor. Huh? Well, yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot going on there. It's kind of hard to dissect. I'm not religious and I don't come from a religious background and I don't really, myself, I've never experienced anything like demonic and I don't really believe in demons. And so that's why like demonic stuff doesn't really scare me or possessions don't really scare me. Cause I've just never really been into it. Like I know your favorite scary movie is, um, what's it called? The exorcist. Yeah. And that just never scared me. Cause I, I just didn't, you know, I just thought it was silly. Um, oh, man, good for yeah, you. Yeah, I know. But a lot of people are scared of possessions. Yeah, it, but you're yeah. not religious either, but it, that movie, I, like, seriously freaks you out. It it really did kind of fuck me up. Like, oh. just <laughs> listening even to the music, like, I have to leave the room. Really? That movie is really well done. It holds to this day. It's It, it, it scares me. Um, hmm. I mean, if we're going to talk about the movie, we could talk about the movie. But it has its own, like, weird paranormal background in it as well. But, That's true, because um, people who made the movie actually died. <laughs> <laughs> 
They died in that. Yeah, and there was weird shit happening all the time. Things were faulty. People got sick. Well, I mean, it was the seventies. On top of that, (laughs) (laughs) that's one of my explanations. Like a lot of shit happened in the seventies. A lot of shit did happen in the seventies. We let our kids do really weird things. Not we. I didn't have kids. I wasn't born. But you you know what I mean. We as a collective white women (laughs) (laughs) and white men. Okay, <laughs> they did weird shit. Um, yeah, demonic um, possession does frighten me. And but the thing is, is um, there's a lot of controver- controversy around it. Kind of like as you say, you know, we're not religious people, so you know, demonology and demonic possession doesn't bother you, or it doesn't threaten you, or scare you. And I guess um, with me, even though I'm not religious um i think that there's a lot of things out there that are not explained Mm -hmm. that we explain away as this is a demonic possession and for some reason that's like the end all be all when it could be something completely else it could be like a mental illness or something that's tapped in us you know deep down inside that is released you know, under stress or pressure or whatever. And um, there's just so much unlocked that we don't, we don't really know about. I don't know. It just, it's, it's, it's the thought of being taken over by something, even if it's not a demon. If somebody's controlling me. Well, yeah, I can see that. That's kind of freaky. I think what scares me more are like possessed dolls. Oh, yeah. Screw those dudes. (laughs) No way. Possessed dolls or, um, being murdered by a serial killer scares me more than being taken over by a demon. Anyways, we've really gone off the trail here. <laughs> I don't even think people would care to hear about our. <laughs> I mean, our we can we just got real serious now. Yeah, we did get serious. You can cut all that out if you want. Oh, okay. You can cut all of it out. You know, I don't cut anything it's out. Fine. I know you don't cut anything out. You stay close to that microphone, young lady. I am. I'm not taking my mouth off of it. It's all like right. I'm deep throating this thing right now. It's. <laughs> <laughs> You're hearing this from my diaphragm. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. then let's move on to your story. Moving on. <laughs> um, I have a cool story that Cindy sent us. Um, so everybody should know Cindy by now. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Um, she has uh, she has a store on Etsy called Cemetery Cat, once again. Check it out. It's cool. Um, And Cindy just has had, like, I know I've mentioned this before, but even, you know, now this kind of helps solidify the things that I've talked about. She's just a fucking cool chick. She's lived in all these really cool places. She's got a great, like, backstory, um, the things that she did in her life. God damn it. Fucking pop filter. Anyways, um, so she and I met in Austin, Um, however, she's lived, like I said, she's lived in a couple of different places. And, um, this story in particular comes from whenever she lived in Seattle. Um, and she says that in Seattle is where she's had her, uh, the most of her paranormal experiences. Yes. So it's the Pacific North weird. That's what they call it. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. The Pacific North weird. There's a, um. You know, there's a little battle going on between Portland and Austin about keep Austin, Austin weird, weird or keep Portland weird. Yeah. Um, so I don't know who won, but 
I'm voting for Austin. Um, so Cindy used to live in the uh, Biltmore accompli- uh, apartment complexes. And this is, um, it's a beautiful structure. And it's, um, it used to be a hotel. And uh, she said that it was built in 1915. And she lived on the second floor and her friend, whose name is Willow, which is fucking beautiful. Willow? Willow. Aw. Willow Gunthree. Wait, is that the name? <laughs> or like Willow from Buffy? Da, da, the da, best da. character? No, I think of Willow. Okay. Good for you. Um, so she li- So her friend Willow lived on the fourth floor. And they were heading upstairs um, on the elevator, and they were both going to get off of the fourth floor. And then from around the corner, they saw this stout man in a tan suit wearing a boulder hat, and he was carrying a big-ass shotgun. Oh, Jesus. I know. I know, right? And they just saw him as he was turning in the corner. So he was kind of booking it down the hallway. And then... They both just looked at each other and was like, yeah, let's go after him. Let's see what's up with this guy. <laughs> oh, right, girl. I know. I, they're braver than I am. Um, so they followed this man, and um, and they both confirmed that what they saw was not a hallucination. Um, and they ran around the corner to see him disappear into a fucking wall. Dude, it's one of those repeated things. The repeated yeah, a residual haunting. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting that you bring that up. Um, so they said that they just kind of looked at each other and laughed and like, did we really just fucking see that? Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. So they they went on with their day, with their day, and the next day they contacted um, one of the oldest tenants that lived there, and she was like, "So, what did this guy look like?" And they were like, "Well, we can't really describe his face because we didn't see it." And Cindy's like, "I'm kind of glad that I didn't see a ghost face, but she saw a fucking ghost gun." Yeah. She saw a fucking ghost gun. He was going to go kill people. He was going to kill him. Well, I don't know about that, but... No, he was. I mean, maybe. Yeah. And I bet Cindy was like, thank God I live on the second floor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they went to go talk to the oldest living tenant there, and she said that she's been there, like, her whole adult life. Um, And she said that there was a manager who patrolled the building in the 1920s, with a shotgun, and he said he did it because of the Prohibition era. And so he was, like, rounding people up if because they were they illegally alcohol? drinking alcohol. That makes well, me I guess, blow my brains out. I know. I can't do well, that. What? Can you imagine living during that time period where they didn't allow oh you to drink God. alcohol? No. Like, that's I the can't. fucking craziest thing. Like, whenever people don't drink alcohol for, like, they choose not to for a certain amount of time... Like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. I know you've done it a few times. I don't know how the fuck you do it, dude. I do it for a month. It takes a lot of willpower. No, fuck that shit. Like, all I want right now is a beer. Mm-hmm. I sound yeah, like an alcoholic. Yeah, these people had to live without <laughs> them. Or they'd have to go sneak in somewhere and get it. Like, a speakeasy. Dude, I kind of wish totally... that I lived during the 20s. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be so no, cool. No, I don't. Um, I totally <laughs> would do that, though. Or you can, like, I've been watching this show on Netflix called Jailbirds. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how they make Pruno, which is like jailhouse alcohol. And it's basically just like a bunch of fruit that they put in a bag and they burp the bag and they put sugar in it. And then they have Oh, yeah, alcohol. that was on that was on Orange is the New Black. Was it? Yeah. yeah if, they made I, that. if I go to jail, I would totally do that all the time. 
<laughs> but then cool. I also decided after watching the show, there's no way I would fucking make it in jail ever. Can you imagine? No, I couldn't imagine. Oh my god. No. I would do shit to get put like in, you know, can be confined by myself. Mm-hmm. I could if I was around other people, I'd be like, "Excuse me," and they'd be like, "Shut up, bitch." And I'd be like, "Oh dear." Like, <laughs> there's no way, man. I imagine you'd have to do something pretty terrible to be thrown into prison. You never know, man. Knock on wood. You never know. I just knocked on um, wood because it scares me. Yeah, it is scary. It's yeah. almost as scary as a haunted uh, floor with a ghost with a shotgun in his yeah. hand. It's almost yeah. as scary as the laws being passed about abortions. Yeah. You know, Texas introduced a bill. Somebody That's demanded awesome. to... Um, <laughs> what? I am... I, like, this makes me cry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. Let me just hurry it's, up real it's quick. It's awful. And he, he introduced a bill so that if a woman has an abortion that she's going to be executed. Anyways, keep going. Oh, my That God. was f- fucking introduced on this, like, on the floor. Ugh. Fucking dumb ass shit. Like, fucking crazy, dude. Oh, my God. My Anyways, heart sorry. Go. I'm sorry, Cindy. Let's go on with your story. Cindy... Cindy, Cindy would appreciate this though. I think she's on. She's. I don't think. I know she's on the same page as us. Um, but anyway, I um, I could not find a whole lot of haunted information about this um, building, but there is a lot of historical information. The guy that built it, um, he built a lot of other um, homes in the area, mm-hmm. and he was known for like his craftsmanship and being a good uh, builder and carp- uh, carpenter. Um, and he did so many things for his tenants. Like he noticed that, uh, there wasn't a grocery store nearby that they could walk to. So he built a grocery store and hired grocers so that people could, you know, walk to the grocery store. Um, he would go fishing and he would make dinner for everybody with this fish that he bought. He was really cool. Um, there was a couple of weird things that happened there. Um, and I'm sure since, but this was more like in the twenties, um, somebody came, uh, and was trying to burgle the building and their doorman, um, tried to stop him. He was about 26 years old mm. and they said that they were wrestling around and throwing punches and eventually, uh, the doorman got the guy, um, you know, to get out or apprehended him or something. But before that, the burglar flew, threw like a cleaver at his head oh. and, <laughs> but he ducked just in time. They said it missed his head by like an inch. Wow. Yeah. Um, another woman threw herself off of the building and committed suicide after her husband died. Do you like how that That's interested me more than anything else that she said? I know. Did you yeah, see you, my eyes light up? You're like, oh, a suicide? She don't talk? <laughs> she did? <laughs> Tell me more about her. Did she die immediately? <laughs> What'd she fall on? <laughs> the ground? It's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. The most interesting thing you said all day. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go throw myself off a building after Aww. this. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I kid. I kid. Um. So, yes. Thank you for that, Cindy. That was an amazing story. I'd love to hear any other stories. Um, that you have, girl. Send them our way. I mean, really, everybody. I mean, also. Anybody else that wants to send us a story, I'd be happy to hear that too. You can send it to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. 
that's where we accept them. That's what Charlie did. <laughs> oh, Charlie, you're the best. <laughs> that's what Cindy did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a few other people. <laughs> What's wrong? I'm a bitch. These cat ears, man. They're out of control. They keep on hitting my pop filter. Um, um, are we are we outroing this? I guess. <laughs> Those are okay. our stories. Those are our stories. That's um, it, man. Yeah, subscribe, rate, review, and if you uh, leave us a review, um, take a snapshot of it and email it to us with your mailing address, and we will uh, mail you some stickers. Yeah, and then we have the um, P.O. Box. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know what it is, Lindsay? I'm going to get it real quick. Let's (laughs) do some music. This one is going to be a really short episode. We're only like... 25 minutes in oh um yeah so okay no we're gonna okay done (laughs) (laughs) it's p.o box 2292 georgetown texas 78627 suckers yeah send us your stories um or send us um no don't send us anything weird just send us your stories that'd be great yeah Mm -hmm. people send us locks of their hair If you send us a lock of your hair, um, I'll make Lindsay put it up on her wall. For every lock of hair that gets sent, it's going on Lindsay's wall. You can't make that shit happen, dude. I totally can. You don't control me. You don't control me. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. ma'am. No, that was a Rick and Morty reference. If anybody gets that, hit me up. But it goes, you don't know me. Okay, anyways. <laughs> That's all I got. One time... In Colorado, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd been watching Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, you remember that? And I, how could I you, forget? I turned to you and I said, "Are we gonna watch more Rick and Morty?" <laughs> <laughs> it was all slow motion. I'm like, Jesus, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you out with this amazing animated series. I was like, I don't know why it came out that way. <laughs> Are we gonna watch more Rick and Morty? It was like <laughs> <laughs> so bad. What is that called? Like you're a fry voice? What yeah. Voice fry. Rick voice fry. Marnie. Rick and Marnie. You it's turn like, into a Kardashian real Yeah, quick. it's the Kardashian thing. That's a mm-hmm. speech disorder now. Oh. People who do speech fry. And like sometimes whenever I hear speech fry, I don't think that's what it is. Because mm-hmm. I always think of it like this. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever you go up and you have that. I don't even yes. know anymore. I, I can't even... We always make people sound stupid with this voice. Well, I don't really know if you can sound smart with that. It's hard. And I was like, the velociraptor. No, I don't know. <laughs> the vo- were you about to talk about a dinosaur? I was. <laughs> um, but I was actually trying to do like Back to the Future doc speak. Oh, yeah. The flux. Capacitor. The flux capacitor. Yeah. You have the to eight hit 80 miles per hour, and then the flux capacitor. No, you can't. You can't uh-huh. do it. Let's see but I'm not saying anything smart. Take 80. You remember when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. Anyways, <laughs> that was for you. About five minutes. Mm-hmm. All right. Think Until of us in Okinawa. Time, sayonara. sayonara. Oh, jeez. <laughs>